right, if you'll uh, turn to your Bible in uh, Joshua tw chapter 23 to follow along. And we have, we know now that Joshua is sandwiched between Deuteronomy and Judges, right? We've been looking up Joshua for quite a while. All right, Joshua chapter 23. Now it came to pass after many days when the Lord had driven given to rest Israel from all their enemies on every side, and Joshua was old and advanced in years, that Joshua called to all Israel for their elders and their heads and their judges and their officers and said to them, I am old, advanced in years, and you have seen all that the Lord your God has done to these nations because of you. For the Lord your God is he who has been fighting for you. See, I have apportioned to you these nations which remain as an inheritance for your tribes. With all these nations, which I have cut off from Jordan, even to the great sea, toward the setting of the sun, the Lord your God, he will thrust them out from before you and drive them from before you and you will possess their land just as the Lord your God promised you. Be very firm then to keep and do all that is written in the book of the law of Moses so that you may not turn aside from it to the right hand or to the left so that you will not associate with these nations, these which remain among you, or mention the name of their gods, or make anyone swear by them, or serve them, or bow down to them. But you are to cling to the Lord your God as you have done to this day. For the Lord has driven out great and strong nations from before you, and as for you, no man has stood before you to this day. One of your men puts to flight a thousand for the Lord your God is he who fights for you, just as he promised you. So take different heed, diligent heed to yourselves who to love the Lord your God. For, for if you ever go back and cling to the rest of these nations, these which remain among you, and intermarry with them so that you associate with them and they with you, Know with certainty that your Lord your God will not continue to drive these nations out from before you, but they will be a snare and a trap to you and a whip on your sides and thorns in your eyes until you perish from off this good land which the Lord your God has given you. Verse 14. Now behold, today I'm going the way of all the earth, and you know in all your hearts and in all your souls that not one word of all the good words which the Lord your God spoke concerning you has failed. All have been fulfilled for you. Not one of them has failed. It shall come about that just as all the good words which the Lord your God spoke to you have come upon you, so the Lord will bring upon all the threads until he has destroyed you from off this good land for which the Lord your God has given you. When you transgress the covenant of the Lord your God, which he commanded you, 
and go and serve other gods and bow down to them, then the anger of the Lord will burn against you and you will perish quickly from off the land from which he has given you. Well, thank you for your very warm welcome to us. Uh, special thanks to uh, David and Ken and Dean who drove over to Gig Harbor and loaded up some of our furniture and belongings and brought them over. And thanks to all of you who showed up and helped to unload. Uh, Mary and Natalie and a friend of ours arranged all of that and I'm fairly well settled in. So thanks so much for your warm welcome and, and help in getting us moved over here. So I'm now officially a part of Euphreda. <laughs> Mary is uh, watching online, as well as, as, well as our daughter in, in uh, Gig Harbor. I'm sure there are others that are watching online, and we welcome all of you who are online. Mary and Natalie will be leaving next Sunday to fly back to Tunisia to try to get arranged her uh, visa to go to Spain, and so Mary's helping her in that transition and move. We also have another daughter and grandkids there, so the bonus will be she'll get to see the grandkids as well. So she's happy for that. Thank you for your prayers. And as we begin uh, ministry here, one of the things that we're going to do as quickly as possible is begin to focus on mobilizing all of us together in prayer uh, that God will guide and give wisdom and direction and bring renewal and refreshment to the life of uh, Grace Point as we move forward into the next chapter that God has for us. And it's interesting that the message this morning kind of fits into that whole idea of, of transition as we look at uh, Joshua chapter 23. Let's bow together in prayer and then I'll begin. Father, now as we look into your word, I pray that you would guide my thoughts and my words that they might be the words that you want to be said and I pray that you would just knit our hearts together around the word this morning. For it's in Christ's name I pray. Amen. A couple weeks ago, Mary and I were visiting some friends. And in the course of the conversation, uh, they mentioned that one of their siblings had sent them an email. And in the email, she had uh, mentioned that she had been dealing with some physical issues and have been going recurrently to the doctor again and again to see whether they could get resolved on these physical issues. And the last time she had gone to the doctor, the doctor evidently had kind of uh, spoke to her uh, in, in firm ways and kind of laid out what he saw and essentially said, you know what, you are at the age where you're going to have to live with some of this stuff. And uh, she didn't quite like that. She was upset. And so in the email, she began to talk about how she had been crying and uh, stewing about what the doctor had said. And she said, I guess I'm coming to realize that I'm I have crossed the threshold. <laughs> I have crossed the threshold. I know there are many of you in this congregation who have crossed the threshold like me. And you feel like, okay, I've entered into a new era. Uh, some of the things that I used to do, some of the things I used to feel, 
don't quite feel the same way and there are new feelings and aches and pains that I never knew could exist that I'm now dealing with. And so we understand what it means to cross the threshold and into enter uh, a new era. Uh, Parker Palmer on, in his book, On the Brink of Everything, says, uh, somebody asked him, how do you feel getting old? And he said, I'll tell you when I get there. <laughs> and oftentimes, uh, we just do not want to admit that we have crossed the threshold. Uh, nowadays, they talk about uh, age and old, old, being old in kind of stages. You know, there are the young old, those from 55 to 65. And then there are the middle old, those from 65 to 80. And then there are the old old, those who are 80 and beyond. Joshua was probably an old old. He was probably 90 to 100 years old, and he experienced crossing the threshold. Eric Erickson, the psychologist, says that in route to old age, we have a choice between generativity and stagnation. And as you look at the life of Joshua, you realize that even though he could say, as he said in verse 2 of chapter 23, I am now a very old man. And then in chapter 14, he says this. He says, soon I will die and go the way of everything on earth. So he's, he's embraced the reality that he's crossed the threshold, and he is one who is actively embracing his aging, rather than, as Parker Palmer says, Botoxing his withering. <laughs> he called those in the rising generation and offered them what he felt would be useful to them. Joshua, through his age, had experienced what was needed as he transitioned into leadership. He had experienced the passing of the torch from Moses. And you know that as he received the torch from Moses, the Lord said to him, be courageous. And that's one of those themes that goes through the, the book of, of Joshua. Now as he's at the point of having crossed the threshold, he calls together, as it says in verse 2, uh, he called together the elders, the leaders, the judges, and the officers of Israel, and he begins to talk about passing the torch. As I was reflecting on this point in the life of Joshua and the people of Israel, I realized as I've been listening to stories and so forth just very briefly over the last couple of days, that there's some connection with the demographics of Grace Point. You have older people, you have younger people, you have generations. And there's that kind of weird dance that takes place between the generations. You have the generation who are old and uncertain about letting go. And then you have the younger generation who are not sure whether they're ready to step into responsibility. And so as we think about Joshua and what he says in this text, I think it's apropos to where this congregation is in light of your, your demographic. So what is it that Joshua passed on? What is it that old people, an old man, can pass on to empower the generation coming with a new life? 
Let me suggest that there's three things that Joshua did that he communicated to the coming generation that helped them to gain a perspective on what life was like will be like. First of all, he worked to instill courage by inspiring confidence. You know, courage is not something that we self-develop. It's something that grows within us when we begin to understand that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and that what he has done for Joshua and his generation, he will and can do for the generation that is coming. There will be different challenges for the new generation, but there will be the same God. And four times in this chapter, Joshua reminds them of what God has done in the past, and he connects that with what he will do in the future. Chapter uh, 23, verse 3, he says, You have seen everything the Lord your God has done for you during my lifetime. The Lord your God has fought for you against your enemies. Verse 5, this land will be yours, for the Lord your God himself will drive out all the people living there now. You will take possession of their land, just as the Lord your God promised. And oftentimes, see how he says, your God, your God. He's forcing the new generation to put their eyes and their focus upon the God who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Verse 9 and 10, for the Lord has driven out a great and powerful nations for you and no one has been able to defeat you. And then he makes this interesting statement. Each one of you will put to flight thousands of the enemies, for the Lord your God fights for you just as he promised. And then finally in verse 14, soon I will die and go the way of everything on earth. Deep in your hearts, you know every promise the Lord your God has come true. Not a single one has failed. Joshua is trying to communicate to that new generation. He's trying to impart with them a real sense of courage so that they would feel strong and be able to go forth and conquer what is yet to be conquered. And he does that by pointing them again and again to the Lord, their God, who they have seen work on their behalf. God instilled that courage in Joshua when he began his leadership. Chapter 1, he talks about, uh, be strong and courageous, for you are the one who will lead the people to possess all the land I swore to their ancestors. Be strong and very courageous. Now Joshua turns to the new leaders, the, uh, as he's called them together, the elders, the leaders, the judges, and the officers, and he says, be courageous. Why? Because you know what God can do. You've experienced it, and he will do that for you as you move forward. The next thing he does is to eliminate some, uh, uh, to identify some of the uh, choices they would have. Every one of us, as we move through life, face those times where we have to make choices. The senior generation have made those choices as they've moved along. And they have recognized how important it is to face these choices. And what Joshua does is to anticipate some of the choices that will be before the coming generation, 
and he lays them out for them. First of all, he says they are to they must decide whether they're going to live by the book or not. Verse 6, he says, so be very careful to follow everything Moses wrote in the book of instruction. Do not deviate from them either to the right or to the left. Joshua says to the coming generation, you have a choice. Are you going to live by the book or not? Someone has said this book will keep you from sin or sin will keep you from this book. And what Joshua is trying to say is, look at what Moses has given you and live by the book. Because the book is going to give you that path of life. Paul told Timothy as he was moving uh, off the scene and communicating to a, a younger generation, Timothy, he said, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. The whole concept that Paul was trying to communicate to Timothy is if you want to live a life that has uh, wholeness to it, value to it, and it's going to direct you in the right way and help you to miss some of the pitfalls of life, live according to the Word. Think of Psalm 119. Thy Word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Joshua is trying to communicate to the coming generation. You have a choice. You can basically say, I can, I can make up my own mind in terms of my direction, or I can listen to the Word of God, and I can imbibe the Word of God, and I can allow the Word of God to be that which directs me. And it's not simply reading a chapter a day. It's taking the Word of God and letting it sink into us and begin to shape our values and our priorities and begin to conform us into the image of Christ. And that's why he moves on to the, the negative side as he gives them another statement about choice. He says, avoid the gods of those remaining in the land. Make sure you do not associate with other people still remaining in the land. Do not even mention the names of their gods, much less swear by them or serve them or worship them. The choice will be to apply the Word of God in such a way that it steers us away from the things that will distract us from a relationship with our Lord. And so he puts forward the negative challenge, a choice that could lead you in the wrong way. And then he gives a positive choice. He says, cling to the Lord your God and carefully cultivate a passionate love for Him. Rather, cling tightly to the Lord your God as you have done, so be very careful to love the Lord your God, verse 8 and verse 11. That's the foundation. Once we fall in love with the Lord and have a heart relationship with the Lord, then it begins to reorient us and we begin to say, Lord, what is it that you wish for me? What would please you? And we go and we begin to discover that in the Word of God. And we began to let the Word of God direct us and we began to miss some of the negative things of, of life. He instills courage. He identifies choices that the next generation will face because Joshua understood he had faced them. And then finally, he illuminates the consequences. There's kind of a pattern in the text of a if-then. And what 
Joshua is trying to say to the next generation is choices have consequences. And the choices you make will lead to different kinds of consequences. And he puts forth this challenge. The Lord will no longer drive the enemy out of the land. Know for certain that the Lord your God will no longer drive them out of the land. Instead, they will be a snare and a trap and a whip to your backs and thorny brambles in your eyes. Whoa. Uh, What a consequence. You will vanish from the land and you will vanish from this good land the Lord your God has given. Verse 13, verses 15 through 16. He will bring disaster on you if you disobey him. He will completely destroy you from the good land he has given. If you break the covenant of the Lord your God by worshiping and serving other gods, his anger will burn against you and you will quickly vanish from the good land he has given you. You know, throughout the, the book of Joshua, there's these warnings that if we don't follow the Lord, we don't take up our part of the the covenant, the relationship, that there are consequences to that. And they all sound very negative. But it's kind of like listening to the driver's or the owner's manual in your car. It says, change the oil. And you say, who's the manufacturer to tell me to change my oil? As a young guy, one of my first cars, I kind of ignored the manual. And I got less than 40,000 miles in my car before it basically had to be getting rid of. Those words of, of direction, those words of the commandments of the Lord are not there to make our life miserable. They're there to show us how God designed us and how we can live in a relationship with Him that will keep us and avoid some of these consequences. So young group, young generation, be confident. Be confident. Be inspired and courageous. Be courageous and be confident because of, uh, put this the other way, be courageous because you have confidence in the God who has worked in the previous generation and he's not leaving you alone. You are the ones who are going to carry the message forward. That's what Joshua is saying. There's still land to be conquered. There's still places that you need to take take for the, the kingdom. For you older generation, don't be stagnant. Be generative. Be willing to pass that along. Be, for the younger generation, be aware of the choices. And as you hear some of the older people say, man, I made a mistake there. Uh, I, I, I had the wrong choice. And here's the consequence. So as we conclude, let's focus in two directions. First of all, for those who have crossed the threshold, Here's a couple of things to think about and meditate on. What can you share from your life experience that will inspire confidence in God by those in the next generation? Think through your life. What is it that you have experienced that you could share with a person who is a bit younger than you in the 
hasn't crossed the threshold yet, that will give them confidence and courage. And perhaps here's another one. What is one critical choice you might help the next generation to anticipate? There are certain choices that come along that are kind of universal choices. Perhaps you can think about a choice that you could help that next generation to anticipate. And for those of you who are waiting to cross the threshold, the next generation, here's a couple of things for you to think about and meditate on. What do you anticipate facing in the coming years? that will require courage from you. And can you find that courage by recognizing the confidence that you can have in the Lord who never changes? Another question. What have you ex already experienced that has inspired your confidence in God? You don't have to wait until you've crossed the threshold to have experienced some things that have given you some real sense that God could be trusted. And finally, what critical choices do you fa face that have serious consequences? Maybe you're facing some of those serious choices today. Uh, think through those choices. What are the consequences? Let's just take a few moments in quiet meditation as you reflect on those, and then I'll close us in prayer. Father God, how thankful we are for the example of Joshua. An old man crossed the threshold, but had experienced your hand upon him as he provided leadership for the children of Israel as they entered the land. And now as he is in the closing days of his life, he recognizes that it is still his role and responsibility to encourage the coming generation, inspire them with courage, help them to identify the choices and recognize consequences that come from the choices we make. Father, may we, whether we're of the generation who's crossed the threshold or those who are the up-and-coming generation, may we, Father, Keep our eyes fixed on you. May we listen to the word which guides and directs. May we move forward with the confidence that we serve a mighty God who can do possible. In Christ's name, amen. Close with some words of benediction from Colossians chapter 3, 16 and 17. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. You're dismissed.